0: The word that people like to use is psychoactivity. That's not a correct term because anything causes psychoactivity. The coffee I'm drinking right now causes psychoactivity. It works on my brain. Sure. Okay. It's more whether it's psychotropic or non-psychotropic. Does it get you? Does it cause euphoria or not? So THC does. CBN does. So if you can isolate the way the chemistry is done now using spectrography, you see what level of cannabinoids are in the products that have been extracted and at what level sure. so now you're better able to target different cannabinoids for different treatments and therapies
1: all right hello everybody on instagram all my great awesome followers i got a a guy that you're going to want to listen to here because he is the expert on cannabis. He's a doctor, Joseph Rosado, MD, MBA? Among uh, others. Any other letters? what <laughs> are <me> the other <laughs> letters. Let's go. What are the other letters?
0: Uh, well, prior to being in- EMT? EMT. Boom. What else? Paramedic. Paramedic. P. Paramedic? Uh Before that, uh, CNA, Certified Nurses Aid. Certified Nurses Aid. So Certified Nurses Aid, EMT, EMT, paramedic. Cath lab technician, chiropractor, medical doctor, MBA, healthcare management. Lover extraordinaire? That's the wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: International man of mystery, the wife, beautiful wife, by the way. So you're obviously a good salesman, too. Okay, yeah, punch, I learned from the best. You're punching above your weight there with your wife. You know? how, how did he convince you? Come on, uh, did he make you smoke first, right? Right, 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 right? Anyway, here, here's the. Yeah, right, I haven't the, given, the, the, given your you a prescription yet. You, I know, exactly. So here's my issue with marijuana, okay? Mm-hmm. I I am 1000% convinced that it's got incredible uses medically. All right? Mhm. When I smoke pot, if I don't have Xanax close by, I'm like one I'm always one step away from a massive panic attack. It makes me paranoid, right? right and the pot today is not like the pot that when i grew up like when we got pot back when I, we called it marijuana pot right, right yeah. we got it We, we you used to like separate out the stems and the seeds and the little twigs and then you grandad you roll joint you take a couple of hits and maybe you felt a little buzz you smoke you, you know we used to smoke few joints in college if you take one hit of the stuff today, you're like, I'm like, huh? I'm like I have my taxes doing four years. I haven't even made the money yet. I'm already worried about my taxes and shit. I'm like, so what is it about that? How could I smoke
0: pot without getting paranoid? That's an excellent question, and I get that a lot from people that, you know, are more or less our age, you know. And... Did it in high school, did it in college, and then now it's like, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on? Like, I do one or two hits, and I'm totally wasted, or I don't feel right, or I feel paranoid. Yeah, and it all depends. The typical traditional terminology is strains. You you know you hear about sativa indica hybrid. Really, they're chemovars because plants don't make a strain. You're you're a microbiologist. Yes, you know plants don't. There's no strains in plants. Bacteria, viruses, yes. So these are chemovars, and so if you genetically create a chemovar that has a, a good balance or a good blend, more indica-dominant than, say, a sativa-dominant, because sativa will stimulate, but it'll cause certain people to feel a sense of paranoia. They get a sense of, oh, shit, what's going on? You know, someone's coming after me, and it causes anxiety and does cause panic attacks. Can you please, what's, most people probably won't know what a chemovar is. Explain what a chemovar is. Sure. A chemovar is a, a t- the type of, Chemistry that's found in the actual plant. Okay, and so so the chemical breakdown. The chemical breakdown, and so you know, there's 144 cannabinoids which are found in the plant. But if I were to draw blood from you or do a a lumbar puncture, draw some fluid out of your spine, I'm going to get cannabinoids in your body too. Right, because there's a whole cannabinoid receptor system for exactly, your body, right? Exactly, exactly. And so that's why cannabis works, because there are receptors, just like there's the mu receptors for the morphine. For morphine, exactly, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. or the serotonin receptors right. for antidepressants. Or, or,
1: the, or, the, or, the, or the GABA. For also for, uh, for um, Xanax, GABA receptors, right? Exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. Yeah. So because all these receptors exist... That's why cannabis works. And, you know, the most common receptors that are known are CB1, CB2, cannabis, you know, cannabinoid 1, cannabinoid 2. But there's a host of other ones that have been discovered and we're finding that work for, for example, lowering your body weight. So it doesn't cause you to get the munchies and gain weight. And that's sure. a fear of a lot of female patients that come to the office and say, well, I don't want to get fat. You know, I want to, I want to be medicated, but I don't want to get fat. Well, it works on a certain receptor, so it drops body weight, works on metabolic syndrome, so it lowers your blood sugar, lowers blood pressure. I have patients that no longer take blood pressure medications, no longer take insulin, uh, and are dropping down on their oral diabetic medications.
1: So one of the first things when I when when this whole wave of you know legalization started with you know first with medical stuff, I started to read up on everything. And I, right, you're right. I did you know as a biochem major, so i and I love science, right? So I so I'm pretty schooled. So we could have an, a calm, Hopefully, we could have an, a high level conversation that everyone can understand. That's the goal, right? So we want to keep yeah. it simple. Woo! All right, next sponsor here. By the way, I, I really love this company. You know why? Because they're my new sponsor and I checked out their product. I always check the product out first. I have to tell you, Bowling Brand Sheets. Listen, I'm going oh, to... It soothes me just to even hold them. In. Let me just hold on. Check this out. Makes you want to fall yeah, it's so soft. It's, un- like, it's like sleeping on a cloud, seriously. Listen, there's two parts to the equation. Number one, they're the best sheets in the world. They just are. They're unbelievable. They're soft. They make you stay cool at nighttime. There's just something about them. They just, you know, like I think it might have to do with the energy surrounding the company itself because what they do is they have taken this ultra- Integris approach to business. Not just the fact that every single product sourced here is beyond, it's like organic on steroids. They have a attention to who actually is producing it, meaning the conditions of the laborers in the fields in India. They've gone that far, this company, to make sure that every person that touches the sheets that you sleep on is being treated fairly and then some. That to me is a company that really deserves to prosper. It's bringing great stuff through, and the product's awesome. And the price is really great too, by the way. I, I was shocked. I thought it would be much more money because when I got my first, they I mean, one freeze and gave me a hundred And I went, I said, I want to buy more. That's how great they were. Okay. I want you to try them for 30 nights. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. Risk-free. So go right now, you're getting 50 bucks off on top of the 30-day guarantee. So you sleep in their proc, which means they can't ever use it again. And to give the 50 bucks off. Wow. BolandBranch.com promo code wolf. $50 off at BowlandBranch.com, Promo code wolf. Again, spelled B-O-L-L, Bowlandbranch.com, code wolf. I really believe in this company. I love what they're doing. And I've checked around with people besides, it's not just me, everyone loves their stuff. Why not sleep on it? One of my favorites. It's a sponsor that makes the coolest. Earbuds ever. Raycon. They have the new E26. They have more listening time. Everything you can imagine, any feature that you want, every benefit it gives you, right? They sound great. They feel great. They look like space age. If the Jetsons had earbuds, most of you probably too young for the job. Yeah. All right. I'm old. I did it. Fine. The Jetsons was a cartoon with like space age shit. Well, guess what? They would have these earbuds. They sound so awesome and they are a fraction of the price of their competitors. They look great. They feel great. And also, by the way, you know, listen, I'm a huge fan of Apple. You know, I use all Apple products, right? I don't, their AirPods actually hurt my, I still use them sometimes and I have to, but they hurt my ears. These beautiful, pain-free. They fit perfectly. They work perfectly. You got to check them out. Let me tell you the special here. Okay. Here's the deal. You go to buyraycon.com slash wolf 15 percent off. That's on top of the fact they're already a fraction of the price of their competitors and they sound, I think they sound better, but equally as good for sure. Check it out again. That's buyraycon.com slash wolf. Believe me, you'll be glad you did. The first thing that, you know, occurred to me was like, it's very interesting that um, receptors serve a reason. They're there for a reason. So what is the reason why would we have all of these receptors these cannabinoid receptors they must serve some
0: protective reasons evolutionary why are they all there well all vertebrates have an endocannabinoid system why because it manages a maintains a level of homeostasis it causes a, a level of balance okay and creates and stimulates health okay, okay. later you know I'll I got. I know you. Uh, you did away with whiteboard Wednesday. It is Wednesday, and I brought out the whiteboard. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I'm replacing it with something a bit more robust. Okay, because yeah. I want I want people to watch it. I want. It was, I
1: was doing it only for a very small group. I want everyone to watch it. So, so what was the? So, what was the evolutionary? So, if we don't have. you you have to take it from the outside? Is is there in the equivalent? For instance, inside the body for morphine, the equivalent would be endorphin. So we have natural chemicals, and encephalins, endorphins that that go to that system. So when you get hurt, your body releases endorphins to naturally kill pain, runner's high, the whole thing. What will be
0: the equivalent with marijuana? Well, that's the thing. The runner's high that everybody talks about with the endorphins is a misnomer because endorphins, according to the latest research, doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. What does cross the blood-brain barrier are the endocannabinoids, anandamide, which comes from the Sanskrit word ananda, which means bliss. So it maintains a level of bliss in your body. Now the problem with cannab and the endocannabinoids is that as we get older, we produce less, just like testosterone. Right. At the age of twenty five, from the age of twenty-five on, we produce less testosterone every year year until the age... So at 50, you're half the man that you were at 25. Right. Same thing happens with the endocadaminoids. But also, whenever there's any type of stress, whether it's good, good stress or bad stress, it'll cause... What's called an action potential, and I can either draw it now, or we can wait for later. Well, me- action,
1: yeah. So uh, you want to explain action? potential means it sets up a gradient, essentially. Exactly. That can be then be released, and something happens. Right. So for the visual learners, sure, it's, show, it's, show, show, show yeah. an, an action potential. Yeah. Is it something that we talk about with the, usually in the form of a nerve? You know, we have a nerve firing a muscle. Exactly. And the nerve, so with the sodium potassium pump and that whole thing, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, you know your shit. I do. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir here. Well, that's sodium
1: and potassium. That's the, that's the gradient. Yeah, the and well, calcium too. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, so think, I actually took calcium channel blockers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
0: So I'm a pretty good doctor. But I'm a crappy artist. Oh,
1: okay. you can't be as bad as me. So. I, I failed art yeah. in, in grade. Yeah, school. I get it. Trust me, I'm a kindred spirit and nothing.
0: <laughs> so this is a pre and postsynaptic neuron. Okay? Mm-hmm. Two nerve cells. Okay? So there's the pre and there's a post. Mm-hmm. Okay, so an action potential comes down, the presynaptic neuron, and works its way down here. And here's where all the, cal- all the channels are found. Sure. You, you got your calcium, sodium, potassium, whatever. So any type of a stress will cause it. So let's say somebody takes Bluetooth, all right? And they have an amazing, they, they, they blow an amazing, blow somebody's, you know, the back of somebody's head off. Right. That's a great, Orgasm, right? Yeah. But then, let's say they don't take blue chew and they come prematurely, that's a bad orgasm, right. right? But they're both stresses, sure. Good and bad stresses. Yeah. So you got the good and bad stress coming down, boom, causes the action potential, crosses, you a release of everything, comes over here, and that stimulates the production of the endocannabinoids. The two most common ones are AEA, which is anandamide, mm-hmm. and the other is 2AG. Okay? Now, what happens is these are then move, move retroactively or retrograde in the opposite direction, and here are the CB1 and CB2 receptors. Mm-hmm. So, the endocannabinoids go into those receptors and do what they do. Mm-hmm. Maintain a level of homeostasis balance. Now, there's two There are two villains. Enzymes
1: enzymes cleaving that, I assume, right? Well,
0: you got two enzymes that come in and degrade
1: these two. Yeah, like the acetylcholinesterase. You come in with that.
0: Exactly. So for anandamide, you get um, FA. And it's not a long long way to run, as Julie Andrews saying. Ah. This is fatty acid amide hydrolase, or FA for short.
1: The A-C-E means en- enzyme. you're your medical people, right. the enzyme would, would then react and cause that to space. You split those molecules. They release And break it down, right.
0: And then the what degrades to a G is M-A-G-L. Now, the beauty of cannabis that's taken from the outside in is that there is one phytocannabinoid or a plant-based cannabinoid that yeah. the action of fa. Okay. Do you know which one that is? Which one? The one that's getting the most buzz right now. CBD. Exactly, a 13 billion dollar industry. CBD blocks the fa by blocking the fa. So it's the equivalent
1: of Prozac, basically.
0: It blocks that, and yeah. by blocking that, it allows so for the endomycin. Exactly. Yeah. This so is so why everyone... It
1: works very similar to the way Prozap works in serotonin, right? Right,
0: exactly. It prevents... Well, right. serotonin Re- uptake, blocks right? the reuptake of serotonin. Right. And so it keeps your serotonin levels elevated. Right. This will keep your anandamide levels and, MA, and 2-AG levels elevated. And by keeping them elevated, it maintains you in a level of bliss or happiness. This is why I everywhere I go all over the world, I tell them everybody, you must be on CBD. Everyone must be on CBD. And... The, the benefit for CBD in someone like yourself, it doesn't cause a level of euphoria. Mm. But it works for anxiety, depression, insomnia. Patients that have not slept for years with the proper amount of, of CBD works amazingly well because it's an anti-inflammatory, it's an antioxidant, it decreases inflammation. So it's 20 times more powerful than aspirin to reduce inflammation. It's twice as potent as hydrocortisone to reduce inflammation. Okay. Okay, so steroids. It's right. twice as strong and not as. the ANSIDS. Well, NSAIDs would be aspirin.
1: Well, aspirin's a different class, actually, right? Aspirin's most. Aspirin uh, is an
0: NSAID. Like Isn't ibupro- an NSAID? In yeah.
1: aspirin? I mean, it's like this Momotrin is an NSAID.
0: Well, they're all non steroidal anti inflammatory. Yeah. That's what okay. aspirin is. Okay. Uh, ibuprofen. Got it. Naproxen. Any of those. Right. So they're stronger than that. I
1: take Miloxicam, you know. Yeah. Mobic, right? Right. I've tried NSAIDs. So. But it
0: doesn't kill your gut like all those NSAIDs right. do. Yeah. Which can cause you. Well, i take
1: your... Coax too, which is the meloxicam and, mm-hmm. the, and the, those. Not as bad as the original ones, but still I get it. All right, so, all right, so now, and so what you're saying here, all right, is the methodology of CBD basically is it blocks the reuptake of critical uh, molecules that essentially, that, and the result of blocking the, so it's, it stops them from being broken back down. So it keeps the level elevated. And the right. result of that would be. You're gonna have less inflammation. You can sleep better, right? Yeah. So is CBD, uh, overarching phrase for lots of different chemicals within that group, or is it just one
0: thing? CBD. No, CBD is one thing. Cannabidiol. Okay. Now you have others that are you know found in the plant, as we mentioned earlier. There's 144, but there are a few that are named, which I named in my book. Um, you have CBG, which is five times as potent as C- than CBD and, and its ability to reduce inflammation. Okay? So there are specific. So there. Okay. So CBD is the is the kind of the is like is it like the grandparents of the whole? Or no, they're all independent. Really, CBG is CBG, CBG is, 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 okay. is like you know the granddaddy, and okay. then from CBG then you you have you derive CBG, the others, and so you find all the others because as you get the plant and as you heat it, you decarboxylate it. Okay. You reduce the COOH, sure. uh, yeah, group, and by reducing it, you convert the acid form to the active form. So THCA becomes THC, CBDA becomes right. CBD, etc. cetera. It's like when you freebase cocaine, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have a little experience in that matter, I'm sad <laughs> to say.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh,
0: well, I was a paramedic right around the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> where cracking started hitting the street. Right. So. Okay. So that's how you turn it into the active form through heating it exactly. and carboxylation. Yeah. And so it, every cannabinoid decarboxylates at a different temperature which is why I recommend using a handheld vaporizer that you can control the temperature setting on it because depending on what we're treating or managing, we set the temperature on it. And now they're not combusting it and getting you know, a host of things. If I'm dealing, for example, with someone that has insomnia, then CBN is the main one for insomnia. It causes somnolence. You know, when you interviewed Matt Barnes a few months ago, And he was talking about the different cannabinoids, and you asked him, "Do others, you know, make you high?" And I, I truly respected when he said, "You know, there may be, but I don't know." That showed, you know, someone that's got honor, integrity, because he's like, I don't know. He's a nice guy too. Yeah, yeah, he came across that way too. Yeah, he's a really good guy. But CBN does cause a level of euphoria, and a lot of word. The word that people like to use is psychoactivity. That's not a correct term because anything causes psychoactivity. The coffee I'm drinking right now causes psychoactivity. It works on my brain. Sure. Okay. It's more whether it's psychotropic or non-psychotropic. Does it get you? Does it cause euphoria or not? So THC does. CBN does. CBN is excellent for sleeping. And so if you can isolate the way the chemistry is done now using spectrography and all the stuff that we did in organic and inorganic chemistry, and you do gas chromatographies, you see what level of cannabinoids are in the products that have been extracted and at what levels. Sure. So now you're better able to target different cannabinoids for different treatments and therapies. Okay. So now let's move on to the other side, to the THC side for a, for mm-hmm. a second, right? So the methodology of THC is what? Well, how does it work? The majority of the people want to say, that THC is bad, CBD is good. Yeah. And like I said in Medellin two days ago, because I just came up from... I was there every day, too. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I was there for uh, Expo Metaweed on Sunday, and then I spoke at World on on Monday. Are you speaking at this conference on the 14th of December in, in Vegas? There's another conference coming up. No. Uh, I was considering going there, but I've been doing too much traveling, and my patients are getting really pissed off that right. I'm not in the office. Got it. So, okay. no. Um, but... And what I told him was, you know, everyone wants to say THC is bad, CBD is good. And I told him, I said, I have two words for, for those people that say that. Bullshit. Okay. They are both equally good because there's a thing called the entourage effect, which Matt alluded to when he here. Oh, I agree here. with
1: that. That makes, that makes perfect that the whole plant itself is exactly. more effective than any
0: one isolate. Exactly. Yeah. And so the advantage of using the CBD with the THC, for example, is, goes back to this. Now, when somebody uses the whole plant and it has THC in it, what CBD does is that it acts as a partial antagonist. It partially blocks the CB1 receptor. THC works on the CB1 receptor, and CBD works on the CB2 receptor, okay? So what happens? So THC on the CB1. So CBD blocks the activity of CBD, it blocks the euphoria, but it doesn't block its action. So let's say someone greens out. You remember greening out back in the day? No, what's that? Greening out is when you take too much of a cannab- uh, of cannabis, you take too much pot, you smoke too much, or you smoke something that's got like 30% THC in it and it you get fucked up. And so what you do then is you give the person CBD because CBD will block partially block that CB1 receptor it blocks the euphoria yeah, of the THC, sure. but you get the effect of the THC. So, for example, patients that have very similar to Narcan, but does exactly mm. Narcan blocks the mu or kappa Receptor, receptors. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, got it. And so, what happens by combining the two and using it that way, THC works extremely well for appetite. That someone that's got cancer, right? Okay, and they've got wasting syndrome, or someone has AIDS and has the wasting syndrome, and they can't eat. Mm. There's a synthetic medication out there that that's promoted for the use of wasting syndrome, nausea, vomiting caused by chemotherapy. Dronabinol, also known as Marinol. Marinol, yeah. Okay, so that the FDA has approved that medication synthetic cannabinoid, which we'll, well talk they about. They approve it because there's money in it, then. Exactly. Right. You know, it's just like last June. You know, they they approved a, a, a product that comes directly from the cannabis plant, which is CBD, called uh, Epidiolex. The ph- pharmaceutical company GW Pharmaceuticals from the United Kingdom came, negotiated with the FDA, and they've got. Epidyalex approved for two diagnoses: Dravet syndrome and Lennox-Gastaut, which are intractable seizures in children. These are kids that have anywhere between two and three hundred seizures a day. Right now, you're a dad, you're a granddad. Could you imagine one? Yeah. In in, that's fucked up. I mean, yeah. to see that, you know, one and, seizure a month is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So imagine two to three hundred a day. Yeah. And so now, you know, so they created this medication, but guess what schedule it is. Don't tell me Schedule 1, stop 2. No, Schedule 1 is, is cannabis in its natural state. Schedule 1 means no medical use. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Right. No right. medical use, high addictive. So heroin, Mollies, MDMA, right. marijuana, right. pot are, are Schedule 1s. Right. So, and we and Dronabinol, Marinol, is a Schedule 3. The one that was approved by the FDA is a Schedule what?
1: What, Schedule 3 or 4? Uh, uh, uh.
0: 5. 5? Yeah. Five is the equivalent of a cough syrup with codeine. the most innocuous schedule there is yeah, yeah. but we're, so why okay, so why do
1: you think let's go back so you know you know I go back to the days of you know post reefer madness syndrome where we were in fifth or sixth a uh, fourth or fifth grade, and the police officer comes in with a joint. Into your class, like the evil weed, and if you smoke this, mm-hmm. it's like the the ultimate gateway. First of all, the, to me, the ultimate gateway drug is nicotine. That's a separate issue. I mean, alcohol after that. Alcohol, I, cigarettes I, is the yeah, first I, one, right? I, I smoked cigarettes and drank alcohol yeah, right? way before yeah. I smoked a joint. So, so, um, but why do you think there's such this such a negative? You know, and it's obviously almost—it's kind of over, pretty much now. I mean, I think, but there's still the old guard. But it's still there. Still there in the old guard, and I guess they'd be in the religious right, the self-righteous religious right. But and but, government. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like that. Why do you think that exists? Um, that that misconception that's so evil and bad. I, you know, I've never seen someone uh, smoke ten joints and knock off a liquor
0: store. Exactly. <laughs> well, unless they want, unless they need Doritos or Cheetos. Yeah, right, exactly. They, maybe a
1: convenience <laughs> store just to steal a bag of Cheetos. But, yeah. like, but, but why do you think it's so negative out
0: there, or was at least certainly in the 80s and you know, 70s, 80s? Well, 90s. propaganda, and I'm glad you brought it up, because there's a whole chapter in my book on that history, on how Harry Aislinger, with his racist mentality back in 1937, right. created this whole thing, because yeah. Mexicans were legally crossing the border to the United States to avoid... The Mexican Revolution. Mm-hmm. They were using cannabis. Mm-hmm. They called it marijuana with an H. Mm-hmm. He then changed the word cannabis to marijuana with a J. And then the propaganda was you know, darkies and Mexicans are coming to our country using this drug. Corrupting and, our children. Yeah. Our white women are going to smoke this and have sex with these darkies, Mexicans, and jazz singers. I, I can think of worse things. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah. And to that, having sex with them is for a different reason. Probably
1: they're giant dicks or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, like, you know, you you know, know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I keep hearing that. You know, It's like this big thing these days. But anyway, separate issue. The point is, is that, so it was based on that whole so thing. So it
0: was promoted by that because it was in the pharmacopoeia from 1850 to 1950 Cannabis was used pharmacologically. It was part of, of our pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. And well, we, hemp was a massive, uh, you know, textiles, right? Exactly. People paid taxes. People were encouraged to pay taxes using hemp. They, they used hemp for clothing, for ropes, for cars, you know, whatever, cement. And so all these other industries started getting in, you know, the cotton industry, the plastic industry. And going, wait a minute, you know, the, the petroleum industry, because hemp can be used for fuel. Sure. So all these things were then now being replaced by all these other entities, and they all have huge lobbyists, Sure. and they're in the back pocket of both politicians, and so there you have it now fast Both forward politicians meaning democrats and Republicans, exactly across so my part of right it's, it's bipartisan prices, is. like by boston yeah, yeah. yeah because i mean we'll, we'll talk in a little bit about you know the the more m-o-r-e act that oh yeah, yeah just yeah. passed yeah, yeah, yeah. last week but fast forward to 1970 richard nixon said, war on drugs war on drugs you know patty his daughter was a big pot smoker and so he's like oh same thing, but this time, you know, not only did he talk about the blacks and the Hispanics, he also threw your tribe in the, in the mix, He's talking about the Jews and how we're going to stick it to them in the puss. <laughs> <laughs> I got the quote in my book. From That's Nixon. Got. Yeah, from Nixon. It's documented. It's all published. He's like, we're going to stick it to them in the puss. They just want to make money, blah, 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 blah. You know, fuck it, we schedule one. And so that's where the control back. I love Nixon. He hated everyone equally. Exactly. <laughs> he, he was an equal opportunity offender. It, right? Exactly. <laughs> so as a result of that, then, you know, it became a schedule one. So now there's no medicinal value, highly addictive. And then fast forward 10 years later, you know, Ronald Reagan's wife, Nancy, just say no. Well, that really worked. Oh yeah, that yeah, works for us. It works with drugs and sex. Okay, just say no. Just yeah. say no. And yeah. so, and then they had the commercial. You know, the the the, the uh, egg, the, the it, egg. Is this is your, your brain. Is this your, brain. Is your, this is your brain
1: on drugs. Right. I'm like, I want to be the fucking fried egg. That was me. That was the sad Fuck <laughs> though. And I did as much as I could. <laughs> but here's, you know, the, the, let's go back now to the beginning. Right. The be, the beginning statement was, why do I get paranoid? Because because I'm jealous of people. Because I, here's what I said to myself. I said if that many people love the feeling of smoking pot, there's got to be something there to it. In other words, there's got to be a good aspect to it. And I wish I could experience that. So how would someone, I guess the the real important question is, how does someone that has a tendency to be uh, or get paranoid or have panic attacks like myself, how do I use marijuana and get the benefits both um psychotropic positive psychotropic benefits and medicinal without getting paranoid and obviously this is elevated cbd levels right. but what's the real but how do you actually implement that in a way that's safe
0: and easy to do perfect let's say you come to the office and you meet with one of my doctors because they see all my new patients and, and initial consultations and we take your history. We look at what medications you've been on, what allergies you have, whatever. So it's a true medical evaluation. And what it's drugs not... I've taken in the past? Like exactly, all. 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 all right. yeah. yeah. But how you responded and reacted to them? You right. know, I remember, like in 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 your book and in, in the movie, you know, your drugs of choice were Kool morphine, Adderall, Xanax, and alcohol, of course, and clonopin. And, and you know, clonopin was a benzo. So, yeah, so, I love benzos. Yeah, because... benzos because it calmed you down.
1: Yeah and I love Clonipin because of the name Klonopin. Like K- club Klonopin. I think
0: Clonopin and what that's the club yeah. oh. But then you yeah. needed the Adderall to wake you up and focus. Because you needed to focus because the quaaludes and the morphine and the alcohol And the cocaine, of course. Dropped you down. Right. And then the cocaine and the Adderall brought you back up. Right. So you were medicating, self medicating to maintain But then I got paranoia
1: from the Coke, so I took xanus to stop the paranoia. Exactly. And then if I got nausea, I took Zofran for the nausea
0: and everything and then mm-hmm. you know,
1: kept going around and around me went, you know?
0: Exactly. And but you were a street chemist and you knew how to medicate yourself so you could function like a pet I was like a human petri dish, I felt like. I was like totally got an experiment on my own. So the know? same way that you mix and match those different medications to work on the different receptors and balance you out so you could function but still feel the way you wanted to feel is the same thing we do with cannabis. We mix and match the strains, for lack of a better term, for daytime use, midday use, evening use. Okay. Back in the day when I did recreationals, cannabis wasn't my drug of choice. Why? Because it brought me down. I felt because again we're talking about late seventies, early eighties. Unrefined, right? you, you didn't, you didn't know, know what the hell you're getting. Right. You know, it may have been cut with oregano, whatever, sure. and so. It, it gave me a headache, and it didn't give me, it. I didn't give me. Didn't have any energy. Didn't do anything. I liked stuff that potentiated my energy. And sure. back then, mm-hmm. you know, amphetamines were in diet pills. Right. And no Nexedrine, dose. Yeah. And no dose was over the counter. Yeah, yeah. So I would do no dose. I would do that. Yeah. The stuff that had to that. Right. You know? And just give me more energy, so I could accomplish more. Right. But now we mix and match. So we would, you know, someone like yourself, we would do a hybrid that. It predominantly has some indica in it that will help you with the anxiety, will help you with the panic.
1: Well, so indica is what, just heavy, more heavy in what, CBD is it? Or no, no?
0: Indica, so- is, it, indica is heavier on CBD, but um, you can create it to where you have different percentages, anywhere from 13% THC to 24% THC. But indica works more on the body, whereas sativa works more on the mind. Why? Because of where the receptors are. Where the cannabinoid receptors are. Okay, so
1: so simply, all it is being that a plant that's an indica strain plant, the the uh, phyto molecules there are Mm going to be hitting a different set of receptors, ones that are primarily in the
0: body. Right, and so it's a body high. so indica, the way best way to remember it, indica in the couch. Right. Sativa s stimulates. Right. So it gives you, it you know that that couch lock. So sativa would be the one that would tend to make you more paranoid. Yeah, it will it will make you. You know, paranoid. It'll it'll stimulate. It'll cause. You know, but some people that are creatives like the sativas because that helps with their mind. White people do cocaine because it makes them feel more focused. Get or Adderall or any type of amphetamine. It helps you get more focused, more productive. Causes the creative juices to flow, etc. Got it. Um, How do you control?
1: the quality out there see i think the biggest issue that i see facing the industry is one of branding and standardization because the fda and as fucked up as they are and because drug companies are not involved yet at least right Mm -hmm. um is there some way to know really what you're getting right now or no not unless you so okay so you go to a reputable doctor like yourself where you i guess vetted your your stuff that you use in the office. But what about a person who's traveling to Colorado and doing, a little, you know, um, you know, cannabis tourism? Like, Is it, is it, is a store that says, this is this, is it really true? Cause I always feel like it's when I go to the store and I look at the stuff, I mean, how do you
0: really know? Right. And that's the thing. 92% of the people that go into the dispensaries base their buying decision on the bud tender behind the counter.
1: Yeah. And what is that and and, and they and, and, don't know
0: who the hell you are. They and, don't know what you...
1: it's based on the ethics of a person that runs the store and I mean, how
0: do you really know? Exactly. Now, what you said earlier about you can vet what's in your office, I can't, because in the state of Florida and we cannot dispense in our offices. Okay. They see us and then we send them to a dispensary. And I but they, so you obviously have joint you, you either it's not I don't know if it's joint venture might be the wrong word, but you have uh, approved dispensaries where you, you know the right. people are doing certain things. So... And the state mandates, you know, some states require third-party testing so that they do have a, a good level of QA, QC to make sure that what's on the label is really in the bottle. Okay. Now, the problem is when you go into the black market, that's where you have no idea. Because right now there's only 33 states that have a medical cannabis program as well as Washington, D.C., Uh, Puerto Rico and Guam Mm -hmm. we all all of those have a medical program right so every state does self-regulating and regulates their own and makes sure that what's in this the bottle what's advertised is truly there so that prevents the possibility of getting something that's not properly labeled or whatever and you also eliminate this whole you know fear of what's in the cartridges you know Is it going to cause me to have, you know, lipid pneumonia or am I going to die from, you know, the polyethylene glycol or the propylene glycol that was in there to give it a flavor or a taste or whatever? Mm -hmm. Because the cannabis has things called terpenes, which are what give it the smell and the taste. But not only that, they also have uh, curative properties. So, for example, linalool is found in lavender, Mm -hmm. very calming. So something that has a, a terpene of linalool in it would be great for you. Because it'll help calm you down give So terapies are to... or just a class of phytochemicals, right? Just yep. different one. They have
1: set they have smell, There sort of different scent. The smell and the scent. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: And the taste. Right. Okay.
1: So um so what's so what's the solution to sewing that? Let's say for like myself, I wanna go, all right, you know what? i um, I've actually been really I've been thinking about doing something in this space, my brand. Because I I know it works. I know the CBD side's got massive value. Um, and the more I learn about it, I I understand the the almost the you know the act the, it's potentiation by having the full plant effect, right? So what does a guy like me, because I don't have a brand yet, I'm not, I i do not have a, a relationship with someone yet, I'm close to signing something. How do I find the best stuff? Like this, this not the best being the. Safest, most efficacious stuff. Where, how do you do that?
0: The first thing you want to ask for is there's what's called a COA, Certificate of Analysis. Okay, just like when you're selling somebody a pen, you ask questions, right? Right. So you ask intelligent questions. So let me see your Certificate of Analysis. Let me see your 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 gas chromatography let me see what's in there let's go back a step would you recommend that before someone did they first saw someone like you a professional that
1: actually could tell them what they should be taking in other words is that even a better step you know don't just go and all okay, right those who want to just get fucked up on anything hey, go to the store but if someone's looking for the sort of the med- the medicinal
0: side would the first step though to be be someone that really a physician that understands this is that step one step one yes go to a credible physician that is going to listen to you and ask the right questions and treat you correctly rather than telling you, you know what, I'm going to give you 200 milligrams or 1,000 milligrams a day, go to the dispensary and have them figure it out for you.
1: Question, how do you find the reputable
0: physician in this market? And A lot of charlatans? Like everything. Yeah. Like everything, you know. I mean, plastic surgeons, you know, not to to throw anybody in the bus, but, you know. So how do you find the good ones? Who are they? How do you know? Google search. Um, I'm the medical director of a group called MarijuanaDoctors.com, where we vet the physicians that are on there. Okay. And so you just go to MarijuanaDoctors.com, based out of New York, but they're national. Fair enough. And then, but you go to that website, not only can you find a reputable physician there, but there's a lot of education in there on all of the qualifying conditions, because that's another thing. Every state has a different set of qualifying conditions. Sure. So, except... For Oklahoma, they did it right. They let doctors be doctors, and so the rule in Oklahoma says any condition that the doctor deems necessary. Mm-hmm. And they didn't put a cap on the number of licenses to grow or produce cannabis. For that reason, the, after the first three months of being in the program, they generated seven million dollars in sales. After six months, they were up to twenty-three million. After nine months, they're at forty million. Interesting why because they opened it up mm-hmm. and the more it it's more competitive and so there's not there's none of this price gouging or screwing the patient who really is the one that needs the medication Got it. so, so step
1: one go to the doctor right?
0: The doc- and the doctor will do a full medical history
1: you tell him what you what your goals are what you want to accomplish what medications you're taking uh, are there any contraindications to marijuana because anything that would say you can't take marijuana N-
0: not that you can't take it but you have to be cautious with what you take for example just like with, it's medicine. Cannabis is medicine. Sure. That's my mantra. And so you have to be mindful of uh, drug-drug interactions. Why? Because certain drugs will cause a reaction to it. Sure. So to go back to the example I gave earlier, Blue Chew, it's a vasodilator. It opens up the blood vessels, allows blood to get yeah. down to, you know, get to your dick, and right. boom, right. You're, you're ready to go. Right. Cannabis is also a vasodilator. They did a study in 2017 where they took people and gave them 600 milligrams of CBD that had high blood pressure. And their blood pressures all dropped because it opened up the blood vessels. Mm-hmm. By opening up the blood vessels, it dropped their blood pressure. Now, if you combine your Bluetooth with, CB, with 600 milligrams of CBD, now you have two medications that do the same thing. Yeah. Boom. You're gonna, you're gonna, you can possibly pass out. Because your blood pressure is going to go way low, and you're going to be hypotensive. Is there um, a a correct
1: combination of a blue chew and CBD? Would it be would it be something that done in the, correctly in the right dose? Yeah, in the be, right dose would
0: be even more effective, or not? Exactly, it'll potentiate because, like for example, some patients I have them take. L um, L-arginine. Why? Because L-arginine is the precursor to nitric oxide. Give me my phone, please, because I, I want to show you something on my phone. I, so the guy, I, I can't believe
1: you're saying this because the person who approached me with this idea of going into the branded marijuana business for CBD. He was focusing on this exact thing, blue chew, and mixing
0: it with C. He said it potentiates
1: C. Yes. So it's true.
0: It's true. Very true. Yeah, because it's a vasodilator. It's an antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory. And so that combination, like I give people that are on testosterone or take Viagra or Cialis. And I say, take L-arginine because L-arginine is the precursor to nitric oxide, which is the most potent vasodilator in the body. The guy that discovered that got the Nobel Prize for medicine. So... It can work together. Also, in Puerto Rico, for example, they created a product called Hyalalex, right. which is a combination of CBD with turmeric and melatonin for patients with Alzheimer's. Because Alzheimer's in the U.S. is the sixth cause, leading cause of death. In Puerto Rico, it's the fourth leading cause of death. So because of the high incidence of Alzheimer's in Puerto Rico, boom. They created this medication that combines turmeric, which is an anti-inflammatory, and other stuff. So I can develop a
1: product as a CBD of Vi- Viagra. <laughs> Target my demographic: male enhancer, turn a cub into a wolf. Uh, um, sort of the brain cock enhancer with CBD. So it's actually true.
0: Yes. He wasn't, he wasn't bullshitting you. <laughs> I, I said, it's a
1: great idea, but is there any medicine, uh, science, he's like, no, I'm telling you it's really, so it's actually true. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm so so the idea would be, though, is it has to be the proper... And the
0: proper ratios, just like everything else, you know, everything in moderation, yeah, really. but also with kids, for example, kids that, are, that come in that, like the ones I mentioned earlier, that have, you know, two to three hundred seizures a day and are on three to five anti-epileptic drugs, you know, phenobarbital, dilantin, Keppra, Onfie, which are all extremely toxic, terrible stuff. Very narrow therapeutic margins. So the range, the, the range to use them is very narrow. So yeah. you have to monitor yeah. the, the levels. You have to monitor so the many liver side enzymes. Also, but cannabis or CBD entity, when taken orally, will be metabolized in the liver at the same in the same places, using the same enzymes to metabolize these medications. So you can have drug-drug interactions in that case. So what I tell the parents is give them the cannabis either an hour to an hour and a half before their regular medication or an hour to an hour and a half after. That way they don't compete at the same time in the liver. Mm -hmm. Now, another strategy that I give to the parents is shotgunning. Have the parent do an inhalation, hold it in the mouth, don't inhale it, you know, do a Bill Clinton, leave it in your mouth, don't, l- don't let it get to your lungs, nice. and then blow it into the, into the child's face because most kids, you know, unless they were you, don't know how to inhale. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you blow the smoke into the child, and now the child inhales it, and that's to an advantage because when you inhale it, it's absorbed within three to five minutes. You get the effect within three to five minutes It peaks at 30 minutes, but only lasts two to four hours. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you do the oil, it takes an hour and a half to two hours for it to metabolize. Whether you do a capsule, an edible, sublingual oil, oral oil, whatever, it takes an hour and a half to two hours for it to be metabolized. But then you have a thing in the liver called first-pass metabolism that only 25 to 30% of what you ingest makes its way into the bloodstream. But what happens? It's it's kind of like the lemons that you did right. with your buddy, you know. This is delayed. <laughs> it was it's a it's a delayed reaction. But when you take something orally, that delta nine THC converts to eleven hydroxy THC, oh. which is four times as strong as THC. So uh, let me share a story. I have a couple. Uh She's a nurse. He's a he's a salesman, a business guy. She came in because she was on chronic chronic pain wanted to get off the opiates you know everybody talks about cannabis being a gateway drug it's really an exit drug because I use it to get people off of the Xanax off of the the all the benzos get off antidepressants get off the opiates in fact I published a book earlier this year I'm sorry an article January this year on how I weaned a a female patient that was taking 42 to 58 pills a day down to three pills a day within three months and now two years later she's on zero pills a day Wow that's impressive. So it is an exit drug. So she came, this patient comes in, Once to get started. You know, there's a whole process. We get them registered. The state of Florida has to approve it. They have to complete their application online. And then the state sends them an email saying, congratulations, you've been approved. That means they, all the boxes were checked. And then they're free to go into the dispensary. Okay. All right. So in that interim, from the time she saw us in the office to the time she got the card, her and her husband went to Vegas for you know, a business trip and hang out. They went to a dispensary, got some chocolates, edibles. Each piece is 10 milligrams. So they both take one, and, and you know, half hour, an hour later, they don't feel anything. And so she's like, this doesn't work, let me do another one. She takes another one. She claims that she doesn't remember anything that happened, but nine months later, she gave birth to a baby girl. <laughs> so we know what happened. I have a very similar stories so with, <laughs> with my ex, we were
1: it was a New Year's Eve a bunch of years ago, and someone gave us one of those cookies, and we kind of split it in half, and then in half again, quarters. We just took a quarter, nothing happened. I'm like, oh shit, this is not working. So we took another quarter, right, and then like all of a sudden, like I'm like, I'm feeling weird. Then she goes out to get some. She come, comes back. She gets stuck in the doorway. She can't turn left. She's like. I can't turn left. I'm like stuck at the doorway, and like she finally makes it in, and I'm like not. I'm feeling terrible. I, I, I am par- I'm, I'm, a, I'm hating myself. Right now, the reason we took them this morning, our kids were skiing. We were up in a place called Mammoth Mountain. Right, we had three kids, and they would it was like nine thirty a.m. They just gone out to the slopes. Perfect time of we'll six, seven hours to experience this. Right, so all the kids are gone. Right, so now I'm in a state of panic. But at least it's just the two of us. All of a sudden, I'm like. She's like, yes, I, I can't answer the door. She's like, "I, who is it? It's my son. It's Carter. I I'm, i don't want to ski today. I'm like, oh, no. He's like, <laughs> open the door. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, so I open the door. He goes, can you make me an omelet? I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm like, so I'm, hearing, I'm trying to struggle to make my son an omelet. One by one, all the kids came back that day. So I'm living panic stricken. Yeah. I think it took me three days to recover from that until I felt normal again. But that was so, the reason for that, though, is is this the ratio of what of THC to the CBD was off is that what it is right
0: ratio of THC to CBD um you greened out because it greening out you know you get paranoia you get the the palpitations you feel like your heart is beating out of your chest uh you get you know sweaty your pupil your mouth gets dry you get paranoid some people hallucinate which you know cannabis is not a hallucinogenic mm-hmm. it's not LSD it's not acid yeah. it's not like you're dropping acid you know so but all of, all of those effects, you know, c- blow you out of the water could because you, it's too much. Could you knock that out with a big dose of CBD? You can knock it out with a big dose of CBD or you can suck on a lemon because lemon has limonene, which is a terpene. And limonene, the terpene, can block the action of the uh, greening out. Or three grains of pepper, which has um, caryophylline, which is another terpene that also blocks the effect or the action of the THC. So
1: is the is the methodology that competitive inhibition when you take when you when you, when you um take C B D, the C B D
0: basically competes with the THC for the receptor site. Is it heavier to knock it out? It's a partial it's... antagonist. So it does it does knock it out, but not fully. It's right. not like Narcan where bam it, yeah. it blocks. What, what's
1: heavier? What what's more attractive to the receptor? Is it C B D or THC? Well to the
0: C B one receptor, yeah. THC is more attractive. Yeah. But CBD will come in kind of like compete with it, right? compete with it partially. Got it. Yeah. So it'll kind of.
1: So I guess the idea would be is it's probably more effective to beforehand to make sure the ratio is right than after the fact. Yeah. So, so, okay, for those, because I think this is a really common problem, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, for those of us who do get paranoid, the, the, the solution is if you do find yourself in a situation where you are not feeling right, A, take. CBD, B, take suck on a lemon or three grains of pepper. Oh, yeah, exactly, and that'll block. And well, for me, I do all of them at once. Exactly, times three. Yeah, so because- I take suck on three lemons, <laughs> take eighteen <laughs> grains of pepper. <laughs> Right? And then take a massive dose of CBD. OCD much? Ba- and then if, I do, and then, I, then if I balance out, oh, let me take more THC.
0: Try to find the sweet, Exactly. Find a sweet, sweet, sweet spot. Sweet spot. Exactly. It's always about a sweet spot, right? And it's all about the sweet it's spot. It's called a so perfect state of toxic poise, you know? So where we start people is typically on like a one-to-one CBD to THC ratio. Okay. Because you get evenly balanced, 50-50, and, and then we have a room, room to play. You, we can either go high or low. Now, if you're an experienced user, there's no need for me to start you on that. Now it's a matter of, okay, how experienced are you? What are you used to using? And then going ahead and recommending that and finding out, you know, what are your goals? What's your intention? Why do you want to use this? How
1: about marijuana for, for like, enhancing sex, like making it just a better sex? Right? We,
0: just, we, just, we just talked about it. What it is
1: that is, – does, does he try to do this stuff? Too, what do you think? I mean, his wipes. You guys like I – because, mean, no, I mean, I when I – Deuce, she's giggling in the corner. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's very pretty. Your wife? Okay, she wasn't
0: ready for you. I know, but no. But listen, here's
1: the thing: when I smoke marijuana for sex, I get weird fucking thoughts and shit. About having sex, I'm like dark thoughts about like my most perverted shit comes out. Why? What is, is that? Like common or what? It's common. Now, here's the thing, and he, not hear- that I'm a per bad Lisa, but I mean, I, you know, it's like I mean, like I mean, I do get these you know well, dark he, thoughts. And stuff. Here's
0: the weird thing, in women. Cannabis increases their libido because it drops their inhibitions, like alcohol. Mm. Mm. In men, like, typically it lowers. It Bill Cosby effect, we call that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. All right. But in men, typically it lowers their libido because it causes hypogonadism. It drops your testosterone levels. Got it. The science has shown that. Mm. Now, in certain individuals, it does in the proper dosing causes that vasodilation, will cause you to get a heart on because it will open up the blood vessels and will potentiate and stimulate. Just like earlier this year in, in, in April, I was interviewed by Rolling Stone magazine on the use of cannabis prior to sporting activities for sports, okay. which Matt, Matt, Tarnes, about- Matt Barnes explained it beautifully. Right. Because it's, it's true. It helps you focus, it relaxes you, it calms you down, and it lowers your blood pressure so you're able to you know maintain a level of calmness and it vasodilates so it allows more oxygen to get to your tissues so you get faster recovery how much when you talk about hypogonadism? That means you know, um, you
1: know to suppressing the function of your testicles, basically right. for a yeah. man, right? Uh-huh. So, which means lower levels of free testosterone, lower sex drive, less muscle mass. H- how profound is it? Is Is it minor? Is it common? Or is that or so, is it a real worry for people?
0: It's not. It's not a real worry. It's just it's found in the literature because you have CB one receptors in the testicles, just like you have CB one receptors in the ovaries. Um, while I was in Medellin, the the gentleman that wrote the the forward to my book, he's the one and then named anandamide in 1992. Raphael Meshulam in Israel discovered it, and then uh, Lumir Hanush named it. And he was at the event, he spoke right before I did. Oh, okay. He, in fact, he was the keynote speaker, and then I was, you know, follow up that act. But I got up there, and he was talking about, he's creating a formulation for women that suffer with endometriosis. 10% of the women all over the world suffer with endometriosis. That means the
1: uterine lining growing
0: outside the uterus. uterus. Exactly. Yeah, right. You have tissue in the, from inside the uterus, outside the uterus, right. and it Very covers painful. everything. Extremely painful, really severe yeah. um, menstrual cramps. And the treatment to get rid of that is to get them pregnant. Mm-hmm. But it's virtually impossible to get them pregnant because the sperm doesn't make its way up right into the canal where it needs to to, right. to get the woman pregnant. Yeah. And so... They they're creating formulations. Um, you know, Whoopi Goldberg created a tampon with cannabis, mm. THC, for m- PMS, menstrual cramping, <laughs> menstrual pains. I just don't think about it. The kind of was weird. A
1: tampon with cannabis
0: in it. Yeah. Okay. They also have ovules and suppositories that you can I was use directly. So don't so get those don't those get freaky. Stick one up my ass. You know, like uh, yeah. But it has. Not to. that I've ever done that. I'm just saying. You know,
1: <laughs> the movie was fiction. Keep going. But but it, yeah, the, the candle. The, the candle I mean, up never, ha- happened. <laughs> it never happened That was the, the most embarrassing moments Of my life Was, was um, at the premiere Of the movie My mother is sitting To my my left And you know And the scene comes on With the dominatrix is like beating me With a candle on my ass I'm, I'm like Mom, me, Mom you know This is just pure fiction She's like I know what you're
0: capable of <laughs> Mothers do know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> I raise you <laughs> But yes yeah, So it, it does You know because of that, it does help. But you know, you've got suppositories. These are different modes of administration. So you can, you know, patients that have a tumor of the head and neck, and they're having a hard time swallowing. Mm. You know, sure. Together with the inhalation, they they could use a suppository, or they have you know colorectal cancer. Then it goes right into and it goes locally to that area. Also, the benefit of using it interactively like inhalation or in a suppository in smoking, is that it bypasses the liver. So the absorption takes sure. place yeah. virtually immediately, and you don't have to screw with the liver breaking it down and screwing, you know, making it slower. Got it. All right, listen, we're going to stop the video portion now. We're going to keep going. Yeah.
1: But for those of you who are watching the video, we're going to continue this on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else where you listen to a podcast. So go there now. Um, share this with your friends. Great, episode. man. he's great. By the way, he's the real. And a Ailey was right. You are awesome. We're gonna keep going right now. So now, when we go to the audio portion, we kind of go to the sort of the stuff maybe that YouTube wouldn't want on YouTube, like little dirty <laughs> stuff. Not that I mean, not that. Listen, that's not my style. Trust me,
0: I'm a doctor. I know you're not, Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. You've seen everything, right? So, um, how about okay? Tell me about the. Um, is there any dark downside that you can see to this whole thing with marijuana is just you're simply not it's just all bullshit is there any
0: negative well more people died last year from eating peanuts than from smoking marijuana you know there have been no cases to date reported that cannabis or marijuana will kill you right now i did an interview um last week on uh, survey health group and there were some questions and answers, and one person said, "You know, you saying that no one has died from uh, marijuana is misleading because people who use marijuana, do stupid shit, and they and they end up dead." Okay. Well,
1: stupid. yeah, right. that's a, yeah, like
0: stupid shit, like you're saying stupid shit, right? So, so let me. How about this
1: one? Here Let me take a different angle, which I think is is actually something that does concern me. Is I think I've seen marijuana act very differently on a 25 year old than a 15 year old. So I think that and I hope my own experience is very demotivating for for kids. Uh, and when kids smoke pot, it affects them negatively, scholastically. I think that the brain is not fully matured until you're, what, 22 as a man, male. Is there a difference in the way uh, an adolescent reacts versus an adult, or no? Is that a misconception?
0: No, there there is a difference. In fact, uh, Professor uh, Hanush touched on this this past weekend on how you need to— re- weigh the risk benefit ratio why are we using cannabis on this kid you know is it someone that's having two to three hundred seizures a day and this is going to save them and is going to prevent them from being on all these medications that are fucking let them me, up
1: let's stop let me go back a step here yeah so in your opinion there's no reason for uh recreational use for kids in marijuana recreational no medicinal yes fine fair enough so there is no because but but recreation for adults okay you want there you go. So that's, that's adult use—that's what's called adult use. Fine. First, right. First distinction is right. So I'm saying for kids, to me, I, I agree with that. that There's just simply no. It's just bad for kids. It demotivates yeah. them. It doesn't act. Why is
0: that though? Why does it is so? It is demotivating when kids smoke pot. Because this right here, what I explained—the synapses. Their synapses are not fully connected yet. They're not fully to the point or mature enough, which is why we go to college. The reason we go to college is to sow wild oats because from 18 to 22, yeah. our brains are fucked up. Yeah, We're yeah, in limbo. Yeah, I, yeah. It's yeah. not until 22 that our brains are kind of back on, be, on track. Would it be fair to say that it's not so much that
1: that equation has not been fully um, sorted out as much as that the overriding mechanism in the prefrontal cortex is not strong enough to override the negative effect of that? In other words... As an adult, you say, "Okay, I'm not feeling motivated, but I still got to do what I got to do because your your judgment center is more is stabilized now, so it allows you to essentially." Because that, or is it that still not matured either? Is it both sides, or is it more that
0: you're? it's, It's both. It's both. It's both. The synapses aren't fully formed, and so you've got a lot of issues. But with the bad, I say the good kids that have autism for example. Oh, uh, so what that. Yeah, what about this? they benefit from it. Why? Because there's a natural process called pruning as a child becomes an adolescent, pathways that are the, used the, the number the, of synapses uh, sure. drops. Yeah. But in children with autism, the number of synapses do not drop and the, they fire at 50% stronger, you know, a stronger signal yeah, a, as compared to a child sure. that doesn't have autism. Sure, yeah. So using something like a blue dream for example, which is, you know, a type of a chemovar that helps them focus. It will shut down or slow the brain down because it has a higher incident or higher indica concentration, and so it'll help slow the brain down and will help them calm the firing, which so is the same thing. Essentially, it's
1: a you know tempering sensory overload.
0: Exactly, you're controlling that overload, which is what you need to control your overload with your anxiety. Mm. So have you seen really, have you seen like amazing results with autism or? or... Really remarkable. In fact, um, just two, two, three days ago, one of the moms of a nine year old that has autism posted on her page and tagged me in Facebook that her child is doing amazing and the child is doing great with the combination of, of medications that we're giving him. Now, He's on a and pre- I mean prescription and... He's on a recommendation because we can't prescribe. Remember, it's still a Schedule 1. And sure. so if we use the word prescribe, the DA will come and stick sure. a candle to bar our bar asses. Sure. And, and then we can't prescribe anything. It's not always really so bad thing who sticks the candle. The <laughs> FDA <laughs> sticking it, not so great. Yeah, not but, so great. You have right the FBI, have I'll the have the FDA. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what happens is she, her child's on a 15 to 1 CBD to THC ratio. So he gets a little bit of THC, but the bulk of what his medication is, is CBD. Mm. But she's one of the moms that also inhales and shotguns the medication into his face. Sure. And so that, in combination with a ketogenic diet, he feeds the brain, and mm-hmm. so he's... You know, verbalizing—he's formulating words before he could not formulate any words. He's putting words together to express himself. So his ability to express himself—you know—so yeah, the results have been phenomenal. The results of this woman—you know—losing—you know—forty pounds over six months span of time. You know, dropping, taking forty-two to fifty-eight pills a day down to three pills a day. You know, being able to. Play tennis, you know. Be a volunteer at her church. She's got her life back. She can be a mom. She can be a wife. You know, before her life revolved around the alarm on her cell phone ringing, so that she could take her medication, so that I'm she really could function. Right. And it wasn't that it was working for her; it was that she was so dependent on all these medications that she couldn't live without taking the medications. Where do you see the industry in? five years from now, you think legalized? It'll be legalized. With with what happened a week ago, you know, with the M- M-O-R-E, the M- M- uh, Marijuana Opportunity uh, Reinvestment Expungement Act. Um, Why don't you explain to everybody? Sure. It, M-O-R-E, the Marijuana uh, What is it? Marijuana Organization uh, Reinvestment Expungement. Expungement. So, and I've been saying this for about a year now. If Donald Trump wants to remain in the White House for the next four years. This is the ticket. If he signs this act, it's a sin because the majority of the Democratic candidates, with the exception of Joe Biden, have all in some way shape or form advocated for the decriminalization of cannabis and the expungement of you know uh, charges that have been brought against you that are related to cannabis. In California, you have thousands mil- of people that have been incarcerated. On the three-strike-you're-out, their third strike was they had a dying bag on them. Boom, you're going to the big house. What the fuck is that? Crazy. It's bullshit. And the reinvestment, they're going to tax the, the, the cannabis at you know, 5% taxing above whatever they decide to tax it on to reinvest into the communities that are hardest hit, the brown and black people so it's going to support those communities to build those communities and reestablish those communities. Also, it is going to allow for VA doctors Mm -hmm. to recommend to the veterans because talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, all the shit that they saw in any one of the wars that they were in. You know, I have patients that come in with their wives crying and I'm like, you know, why are you crying? What's going on? It's like, my husband wouldn't leave the bedroom. He took our kids and me to Disney world. Now, I don't have PTSD at that level. I have some PTSD because I was born in the born and raised, you know, in New York City. I was raised in the Bronx. I was mugged at the age of eight. You right. know, they stole my bus pass at eight right. at, at the age of eight. And you know, when when <laughs> I was I was crying and I didn't want to go to school and anything, my mother took me to my pediatrician, who was, you know, an, an older Puerto Rican physician, looked at me and said, like, you know, snap out of it. It's like, you're a man. Man up. I'm like, saying, okay. That was it. That's all I <laughs> <laughs> man the fuck up. Okay, done. But these guys that have been in that level of intensity they can't leave their house and all of a sudden they go to fucking disney world i don't have that kind of ptsd and disney world makes me nuts right so now now he's able to enjoy the family his kids can play video games and they don't come out and destroy you know the machine because they're in the bedroom they hear the shooting they hear all that shit and then it takes them right back they come out you know, I've had some some guys that have come out and have broken their kids, you know, uh, toy, you know, their, their video game because it took them back to the war. Wow.
1: Dr. Joseph Rosado. You are the man, by the way. Thank you. Um, this book can be, I guess, bought on Amazon, right?
0: Yeah, it's on Amazon.com. Anywhere else to get it? Or
1: Amazon's probably the easiest place, right? The
0: easiest place right now. I'm in the process of rebuilding um, my website so they can purchase it on the website. Because uh, this past weekend, it's now in Spanish, just like your book.
1: Yeah, I just had yeah, yeah, just so, put so, it in Spanish. Thanks to right. so, so I just had
0: it translated to Spanish, and
1: awesome. Well, I am a believer. I'm definitely going to do something in this space because, especially after speaking to you, confirmed everything I've thought. Um, Thank you for coming on. You're awesome. you for the invitation. I appreciate it. Everyone, share this one with your friends. This is an important episode um, because there's such a misconception out there for so many years and the benefits obvious, the risks seem minimal, let's say less than pretty much anything else that you would do to try to address some of these issues, right, medical and otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's a a win-win for everyone. So I'm a believer. Guys, have a great day and we'll talk again soon in the Wolf's Den. Share this with your friends.